Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, that was Whitney Houston, Greatest Love of All. And it kind of goes a little bit with tonight's topic and theme, which is raise your voice. You're listening to Knickknacks. Um, glad to have you all here. Good evening, uh, my own eyes and ears, song scripture, my thoughts. Sean, um, finally figured out what happened to the mouse, mouse pad, and my USB hub as... I kept searching and searching and searching. I recalled that it was in the box with my Bible and I had my equipment, my Bible and everything else all together. And because I wasn't using the mouse or the mouse pad at the time, um, just using the laptop, I realized that I left it in the same box with my Bible. So I figured that out, but I haven't been able to um, I'm going to have to get another USB hub, I think, because I can't plug in the new mouse that I got. Um, well, I haven't found that I haven't got them back. I just, I figured out where I left them. Um, Tara, I talked to Tara earlier. She's going to have some of the church staff look for it and look for them as well. Because I finally got through everything that was in my car and looked and because we had a lot of stuff packed in that thing. Lil Red, she was kind of amazed at how much we were able to get in when me and her were leaving from um, the Airbnb in Yuba City going to, um, because we got there a little bit early. We got there the night before. Technically, I got there at like 1 a.m. on Friday or Wednesday morning, but um, we were staying up that way sooner than what, our airbnbs that we had reserved was so we we packed it up and got everything into the car and there was a lot of stuff so it took a little while to get everything unpacked and because right after me and her got back i had a orientation that was an overnight orientation in um, north carolina with her for college so i got to go live in the dorms for a night so that was fun um, and the dorm showers and all that stuff. But at least they're private now. Um, they actually have doors that lock, you know, not just the shower curtain. So you have privacy, which is nice. But tonight we're going to be talking about how we can raise our voice, others that are raising their voice, and the transgender movement, um, what they're doing, you know, they're trying to take back June as, or take June as Pride Month, which is absolute insanity in my opinion. I don't believe that any one person or group should have a month at all, especially when our military, both present and past, don't get a month. They barely get a day. So um, we're going to be discussing some of that, discussing some of the detransitioning um, different movements that's going across America right now. One in Texas that is absolutely amazing. I would share the link, but I'm not able to copy anything. Um, it's not allowing me to copy it or to paste anything or copy anything because I can't get the links to go for some reason. Um, but this one, it's Protect Texas Kids. And that website is Protect TX kids.org I'm going to type it in here for you guys
All right, there you go. It's protect and then TX for the abbreviated for Texas kids.org. This group is out there doing what um, many also are doing, but they have been very, very proactive. Um, this was started by a college student at, um, I think it's University of North Texas, but I want to make sure that's it. Yes, it is University of North Texas. Um, she has stood out in the heat in Dallas. Um, she founded this organization in April, and that was April of last year, not this past April. April of 2022, um, she was out there by herself in Dallas, standing on a busy corner um, just near the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. She had a handwritten sign that said, Dr. Lopez is transitioning little kids. Now, this is something that weighs heavily on my heart because my daughter's best friend is saying that she's transgender. Um, we have a family member who I discussed earlier this morning on the show. Uh, I think most of y'all were able to hear it that is in the live chat right now on the morning show. Um, I was talking about how I regretted, you know, telling my children to accept that and that that was okay. But, you know, I it helped me really find my voice in advocating for the children um, because we're there's so much going on right now, even in, you know, not just the drag shows that are in the libraries, but there's drag shows being done in schools, in elementary schools, children middle school children being taken on taken on field trips to drag shows that's that's not right and they shouldn't be doing that because the parents don't know the parents have no clue and most of them won't approve but yet they're still doing that so we've we've really got to step up and raise our voice like this like this um, student is her name is Kelly Niedert, and that's N-E-I-D-E-R-T. I'm going to try to see if I can't get in touch with her and have her on the show um, one day. But the reason why her sign said that about Dr. Lopez, it's Dr. Zima. Zima I'm not sure. Y'all know I'm Southern, and I don't pronounce things right. It's X-I-M-E-N-A Lopez. Um, who is the leader of the University of Texas Southwestern's Genesis Clinic, um, which focuses on gender-affirming medical care that offers mental health service and hormone treatments for transgender youth. Um, the clinic got praise when it opened in 2015, and Lopez has done all kinds of things to promote the trans surgeries and things like that. Um, that the University of Texas Southwestern stopped shifted they started shifting away from the publicly um, promoting the clinic and clinic and actually shut it down in November of 2021 citing that media attention and political and scientific controversy as well as UT Southwestern status as a state agency were considered in the months leading up to these 
joint decisions. That was in a statement to the Dallas Morning News um, from UT Southwestern. Dr. Lopez had filed a lawsuit trying to keep that clinic open and actually was able to win twice in court during the past several weeks. Um, that was in 2022. She, one that allowed her a temporary window to, to see new patients. And another suspended the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, his office from getting involved. So Kelly Nieder was really upset about that. Um, and she explained that Genesis resumption of gender affirmation therapies including treatments that a vast body of research shows yield marked improvements or what you know they were trying to say showed marked improvements in transgender people's long-term mental health and emotional health that was that's how dr lopez has tried to present this um as far as promoting um her reasoning her rationale so kelly decided she was going to organize a protest and that's what she did she said that that's why she was out there she doesn't believe that kids should be getting on hormones on puberty blockers and all that um, though she was all by herself she didn't it didn't bother her you know she still stood out there against yeah or not really against but for what she believed and that's what we were discussing this morning you know that a lot of times there's times that we we are the the peter you know and we don't stand up for what we should be saying and doing and instead we let fear drive us and that fear is something that society has been using not only to hurt us like cattle but it manipulates us it's it leads us to sit on the sidelines when we should be on the 50-yard line or right there at the end zone you know um so we have to be be speaking out even though we may be by ourselves a lot of times we probably will just like when you're first starting something you don't have a ton of people like like tonight on our live show you know we don't have a lot of people and i'm okay with that i don't want you know a lot i don't need a large audience live i don't need a large audience period um i have a message that father god has put on my heart to share and so i share it i'm a chatty kathy most people that know me know that so why not and I feel like that's one of the the ways that God is using me. Am I as talented as others? Maybe not. Probably not. I, I'm pretty sure not. Um, I know I'm not, actually. But this is a different gift that he's given me. Um, and sometimes I am on here by myself, and then others show up. And, you know, it's it's great, but it's what I feel convicted for. And that's what this Kelly um, Nider had felt convicted to do. And that's why she started um the the protect texas kids abbreviated ptk ptk that she founded in april of 2022 she she went against a lot of things that people you know 
at that time, especially, you know, y'all, we've been seeing it. There's been a rise in the number of children alone from age six to 17 that have decided that they are trans. It's went from 10 to 14,000, you know, before to now looking at 41,000 and a, and a hundred, what, 41, I think 53 or something. Don't quote me on exactly that. 41,000, we'll say. So, out of 41,000 children now in 2022, that, that was a jump. But that's still not the majority of children in the world. So, like we were saying earlier this morning, it may seem that way, but it's not. And we've got to get we've got to get ahead of it, or at least get caught up on where it's at and stop it. We have to be that wall. We have to be that lone sheep that stands outside of the crowd and speaks out. We we have to raise our voice. It's it's no longer an option, but it's imperative. Part of the reason. They tried to advocate saying that, well, we need to allow this because the child's mental health is at stake or, you know, they may commit suicide. They, they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. They, they feel like they're someone different. And I'm going to tell you, as someone who was a tomboy growing up, and I know many of you have probably had you know, based off of how much testosterone or estrogen you have and how you were raised, the environment you were raised in, myself, I like to climb trees. I like to go get dirty. I didn't like my hands getting dirty, and when they did, I like to wash them. But I like to play outdoors. I like to be rough. Most of my friends, you know, when I was a teenager, were guys because, well, women were, were a lot of drama, and I didn't like the drama. And I still don't like the drama. But that didn't make me a boy. God made me a, a female. He made me a woman. He made me this way. And it even says in scripture that I knew you and formed you even before you were in the womb. I may have that turned around a little bit, but that was along the lines. And we have to be comfortable and love ourselves that's why i started the song the show off with whitney houston's song i'm probably going to get flagged for copyright but it's okay um it'll be okay yeah ryan i'm still a tomboy there's no word really and with them using that with the the mental health issues that that's how lawmakers also do with these bills you know they fatten them with pork and then try to say, you know, they, they throw in something like military funding or something with children. You know, they use hot topic words and things that are going to get a rise out of people that won't even actually look at what all is in there. And so, and, and they, I mean, gosh, who has time to read? four to eight thousand pages and they're supposed to read it like overnight like you can't do that who could do that 
And that's what I liked when Kevin McCarthy had said that they were going to limit each bill to one item. And it should be. It shouldn't be a whole bunch um, of things in each bill, in one bill. It should be itemized. But I don't think it even followed through with that. Um, and so they're using also studies. They try to use studies. You know how they like to use their studies? Well, we're going to talk about their studies. Their studies, they, they were touting how there were so many big studies in the, in the Netherlands and Sweden that showed that the rates of detransition were like 1% or lower. Now, we're going to just take into account right now the 41,000 that I mentioned, right? What they failed to acknowledge in that 1% or lower, this was going from studies that were based on data that was collected before 2015. At that time, there was not even 40,000 children. You know, 40,000 children, 41,000 children um, ages 6 to 17 was what they had. Um, let's see, it was 15,172 in 2017. So, and we didn't even really see a big push at that time. You know, it wasn't like it's been lately. Like, everything you see, especially right now, and we're going to go over some of the companies that's pushing it so you guys can make the choice for yourself whether to support or not to support them, but I want you aware of who they are. In that study, if they're doing the 1%, it, it went from 2015 to guess what, guys? 1960. 1960 to 2015. That was the data they used. 55 years, yeah. How many people in 1960, if you guys who are alive, um, were, were transgender. I don't even think that was a thing then. So having the studies is kind of interesting that they even had that. So if we take even those numbers, the 15,000, that's what, 151 people in 2017. This data was collected prior, two years prior to that in 2015, from 1960 to 2015. So that is irrelevant. That's not even accurate data. Secondly, they haven't done the, the data and collecting of data on those that do detransition to look at why or even follow up with the ones while they're going through the puberty blockers. How do you feel? Do you still feel this way? Because a majority actually regret it. Um, it's not 1%. Right now, we're looking at, I believe it's about 10%. Between 2 to 10%, which may sound small, and it is. Um, but that's at least 410 to 4,100 of 41,000 children. That's a good percentage, um, to be honest, and I will take it. You know, that's, that's some of them, you know, saying, I shouldn't have done this. Why did I do this? I've got something real quick I'm going to let y'all hear. From one teen, we, we've talked about Chloe Cole, 
before. We've talked about several others that have regretted transitioning. And so I'm going to play for you now another clip of someone who is also in regrets of that. This one is from June 6th. And it's not very long. Just a second. So everyone keeps asking why I'm detransitioning. Um, I basically feel like my doctors forced me to transition. I mean, all I had to do was go in there for multiple visits and say that um, I was suicidal with my birth gender, had absolutely no attachment to my birth gender, wanted to transition socially and take medication for it, specifically hormones. I listed exactly everything I expected from hormones. They told me all the risks, problems, and complications I could have from taking hormones and their permanent effects. I had to sign an informed consent form. So basically they forced me to transition, um, which I'm really unhappy about. So I'm actually going to detransition. I mean, that's kind of on them. Like, how would you let me sign a consent form? Like, why would you let me do that? I mean, doesn't make much sense. So now I have to deal with the permanent consequences. Um, so I will be detransitioning thanks to my doctors. So everyone keeps asking. That was one person. There's another one Hello, here. Um, some of you so everyone. Sorry, it's not. I'm on a stage right now. Oh, Whoops. Don't y'all love when things go completely haywire and I it seems to be the week of technicalities um, this morning I noticed that the show when I shared it said um, the same title and picture from the show I did on Tuesday with tech tacos and technicalities when we we're talking about smash tacos and the issues I was having Monday trying to get on I noticed it and I changed it I had it right Podbean just didn't when it when you copied or shared the link it didn't share right and so I'm still having those issues but there was another one um, another clip I have that I wanted to share I'm not gonna play the whole thing it's five minutes long but um, I saw Ryan was talking about the suicide rate being high in transgenders and it it is but this this kid here talks about how they were suicidal and depressed while detransitioning because going through the hormonal changes. And, you know, like we said this morning, or we're talking about this morning and discussing on Sister on Scripture, was that we, we see a lot of children, and a lot of this comes from kids that were abused, in the home, you know, that don't feel like they fit in or they're, they were either sexually abused, physically abused, mentally abused. They have family that is not able to spend that time with them or is maybe misguided, you know. It's not that they intentionally thought it was okay to be that way. You know, they were, maybe they were trying to be like the Peter and, and be not really stepping away and avoiding it but trying to be i know i saying like peter is incorrect on this case um when they were trying to do what they thought was a good thing because i can imagine if you have a child that comes to you and says i think i am you know if they're a girl i think i'm a boy or if they're a boy uh, a male and they say well I'm a transgender. I'm a, I'm a girl. 
as a parent, I can imagine that's difficult, especially those of you that did not neglect your child, you know, or your child wasn't mentally, physically, or sexually abused. You know, that's when it becomes even harder to wrap your mind around how it happened. When you've raised them well, and sometimes a lot of it happens through other outside influences that aren't in your home, like at these schools, you know, public school system is indoctrinating so many children because they're saying, oh, well, this is okay. And well, if it's that you're a bully, just like, like they want to say, oh, you're homophobe. If, if you don't agree with transgender now or the whole alphabet soup. Song scripture, I thought you're right. Um, a lot were abused at church camps or by pastors. You know, it, it happens so frequently in many cases that, you know, that's outside the parent's control, you know. So it's not that the parent abused them or did anything wrong. But when it, when it starts, that's when it really... I can speak from an outside point, but I haven't been there. So, um, I know it's difficult for those of you that are going through it and, and are there or have been there, but you know, the best course of action, if it's just starting and you're just going through that, I would think would be to address it in a, in a loving manner, but also be firm in your conviction be firm in your ground and stand them show them you know for one bad thing which i i consider this whole transgender thing i consider it evil it, it's evil it's taking our children away from what god intended for them so you have to be stern and I had someone comment to me today about using two good things to combat one bad thing. Um, it was referring to something in chat, but in um, the family room on Telegram for Bards, but it's applicable in life. You know, if we see something bad or evil, we need to not let it get us mad per se and not get us emotionally reactive. But get us proactive and get us to combat that with two things that are good. So with transgender, like say your child's come to you and say, well, I feel like I'm the opposite gender. Give them a few examples. First off, ask them why they feel that way. And then try to figure out what's maybe going on in their mind to make them think that. What they could have been exposed to both whether it's at school or in church or anywhere outside your home, you know, their friends, their friend circle, their friends, parents, but also let them see where other children and people have gone through with transitioning and regret it. Because once, especially the the surgeries, once they have those surgeries, that's it. That video I just played for you, was a guy, oh, actually a female, 
that thought they were a guy had a a double mastectomy. So now the breasts are gone. Well, breasts are the nourishment for for life, for children, for babies. When when you give birth, that's what God intended them for. That's why we have the mammillary glands that males don't have. Um, that's why they get larger than males do. Because we're supposed to use them for, you know, not just attracting the opposite sex, you know. I mean, they work for that, but that's not the intention, the purpose and intent of it, of having boobs. It was for the nourishment of a child. And by taking that away, especially when they have the bottom, what they call a bottom surgery, and they have, you know, uteruses and, and hysterectomies and things removed, then now they can't, When if they do regret it, which most of them have been regretting it, then they're not able to reproduce. They're not able to to give life and have offspring. You know, and, and that's part of what the elite want. They want to depopulate the world. They want to be in control. They want to get rid of not only the middle class, but everybody else that's, you know, so they have a larger majority lead and have even more power over us peasants. And that's what, that's what we are to them. We're peasants to them. They don't care about us. We're, we're peasants or cattle, whichever way you want to look at it. Just like the two-tier justice system. Tucker was talking about it last night. Many have been talking about it. I was talking about it on um, Bards FM last night. Um, he played a wonderful clip. I forgot who the comedian is, but it was a great clip. Um, he was at a school board no, it was a, a county committee meeting or something um, the, the guy was at. And it was just absolutely true and, and full of facts. And, you know, goes to show, like, what not only our government is doing, but what society is allowing to happen. And so we've got to stand up and we've got to speak out on that. And that's what I like about, like I said, with Kelly and this, the Texas, the Protect Texas Kids. This other one here, I'm going to play it for you now. You decided to transition in the first place. Since then, at the time, in early October, I was still on testosterone. And in late October, I decided to stop cold turkey. And so it's been a little over seven months since then. And I've noticed some changes. I've noticed behavioral changes um, in terms of how I process things, um, how I process emotions, crying, all of that stuff, which is kind of stereotypical, but it's it's true. Testosterone does have an impact on my brain and how I process things. Uh, physical changes as well, uh, body fat redistribution, hormone levels, and all that stuff. But largely speaking, most of the changes are permanent, and and that's fine. I've I've come to a point of acceptance. Um, with the current circumstances. My voice is this way. It's going to stay this way. Uh, my hairline, I, obviously I'm growing my hair out. I kept buzzing it until about January-ish. And then I was like, okay, we're going to try and grow it out and see what happens. And I'm trying some naturopathic stuff. But, you know, my hairline is still receded. It's not coming back. Hopefully it's better, especially as it grows longer. 
but a, a lot of the changes are permanent. And also, you know, I had a double mastectomy. I had a double mastectomy and I'm obviously, my, my breasts are not going to grow back. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, I had laser on my face, but you know, I still have permanent body hair growth. I still have permanent hair loss, permanent voice deepening, um, permanent changes everywhere. And I thought that it was a death sentence for me. And I didn't want to be here after I figured out what I did to myself and what the medical establishment allowed me to do. Um, and I struggled for months. I really did. So why am I logging on now um, on a new account where I didn't want to bring too much attention to myself? Um, people have found it helpful when I speak. I, I don't know why. I guess they just like what I have to say or maybe my perspective. But I think the biggest thing that I want to say is that based on where I was at previously versus where I'm at now, when I filmed that video, I thought there was no hope for me. And now, several months later, I, I don't know what happened sometime in late April. I think a switch flipped for me because I cried for months. I was grieving for months. I was mad. I was angry. I didn't want to be here. I kept trying to hang on because I knew it wasn't an option to kill myself. I mean, it is an option, but it wasn't realistically an option. I have a purpose. I just don't know what it is yet, and I know I don't want to live, but I have to keep going. But something flipped in late April for me. I don't know what it was. Um, and now I, I, I do want to keep going and I'm, I'm coping with the changes and I'm coping with, you know, being perceived ambiguously in society because I'm a conglomeration of secondary sex characteristics, some of which are natural and some of which are artificially induced. Um, but I'm, I'm coping. Is it easy? No, it's not. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm able to move forward and I am moving forward and I've accepted that this, this is just the reality of things, but I, it also doesn't have to sentence me to a certain way of living forever. Um, I, I can do, still do something great with my life and I can still move on. And, you know, I, I don't have to let these changes dictate how I live my life forever. And I'm... So that was a female that had transitioned and then regretted it and detransitioned. And just like the one earlier, you know, or he was blaming or she was blaming the doctors. You know, these, a child's brain is not fully developed until they reach age 21. And this is, the, let's just list out how society is working right now. How the federal government is working right now. Not really all of society, but federal government. They're not acknowledging the fact that the, the human brain is not fully developed until age 21. They recently raised the age of buying tobacco products to 21. It used to be 16, then 18, and I don't, I think there was a time there was no, not an age. Um, okay, so that, that got raised to 21. Cool, good. But you know that they're still going to be able to get them in school. But now it's, it's not as prevalent, which is great. Um, I think that's a wonderful thing because smoking does so many bad things to your body. And I say this as a smoker. Um, I don't smoke around my children or in my house. I know many people that are like that as well. And my view on that is that it's my choice if I'm going to harm my body. But my children, you know, I was, was um, able to 
Sorry, I was reading that. Yeah, on that girl, she is doing something about it. She's speaking out so others can hear her. And that's that's where we got to help others. But on, on the smoking, you know, our children, especially for us smokers, if you are smoking in your home or in your car with your kids, please don't. Your children have no choice but to be with you, you know. You love them. They love you. They're in the vehicle with you. They're in your home. Take it outside if you want to smoke. I don't care if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's 20 below. Find you a different way. Don't smoke in your home. Don't smoke in your car. Your children didn't ask for it. But what we do to our body is our own thing. Just like like the, the people that try to do the trans thing. You know, the adults. Do it in your own home. Okay, don't bring it into mine. Don't bring it into my children, especially, you know, we need to be advocating in the public school while I love the homeschool and Punky, I'm so glad you're here tonight because I have, there was one girl that was talking about unschooling that I, I'm hoping to be able to play. Um, if y'all don't know, Punky is uh, one of our minds, but she, well, she's also our flamethrowing taco loving mind. And she does a show um, with her kids and her husband. He's on, I think, usually on Saturday. But they do a show, Unschooling Scholars. And it's wonderful. She's leading by example. She homeschools her children and is, is really doing great things. And I think homeschooling right now is, it, it should be your top priority. I'm so glad also that that Ryan and Angie, Angie's going to be able to homeschool their children. If mine weren't already graduated, and, and they weren't at the time that I really got into debating the homeschool case and, and where I wasn't working, you know, because for so long as a nurse, up until 2020, in, in June of 2020, I was, I was working... 12 to 16 hour shifts and I did that at least three days a week most of the time I did it five days a week because what I would do my scheduled shift was three twelves and so or actually three twelve and a halves and so I would work multiple so that way for me to take a month off of vacation I only had to take 12 days so you accrue time off based on how many hours you work. So I'd work a lot of overtime and then I took the whole month of December till after New Year's off to be with my children when they were out or in the summer to be with them when they weren't in school. But so when I, I got to where I could homeschool them and, and I could have before, it was, it was doable. I didn't realize it was as doable as it is, uh, but it is, it's so doable. It's so, at first, it's not going to be easy. And that's the general consensus of every parent that I've talked to that has started it. Just because it's new. It's new territory. But it's doable. It's very doable. And if you're not at home, there's people, and, and I'd love to get a co-op going of parents or people educators, people that are retired teachers that will volunteer certain times during certain days of the week 
and say one person's great with math, one person's great with history, one person loves science stuff, or or whatever. Nice <laughs> sweet tea. You're okay, honey. You are tardy, but it's fine. People aren't getting notifications on here, and I can't share it when I'm on the laptop. So you're fine, darling. I'll have it posted pretty soon after. Uh, but people, um, you know, we should get together and see who has what skills and talents. And we could do Zoom to help those parents that aren't able, you know, that do have to work, that don't have the time or the ability to to do the homeschool because maybe it's a single parent or maybe, you know, and that's what one thing that the government created is the two-parent um, working out of the home system. You know, they raised the cost of everything so much that it was an insurance, you know, insurance that used to be a thing, but it became a really big thing. And now, you know, it's people don't ask how much money they'd save if they would just pay out of pocket for some things. However, when those big things happen, like surgeries that have to happen, those are big expenses. So I get it. Um, just reevaluate what you're spending um, when you do go or medicine, stuff like that, versus how much you pay on your health insurance and see which way works out. Because you get discounts um, for paying out of pocket, paying cash or whatever out of pocket at most doctor's offices. And there's good RX for prescriptions that is wonderful to save you money. And most of us, I mean, we're trying to get back to a holistic way of health and care for our life anyway, and a more natural approach. So we're not even really seeing the doctors. We're not taking those pharmaceuticals. I know I am taking some um, that I'm working on trying to get off of, but they have so many bad side effects. So get away from that. But you can, there's, you know, a lot of different ways that we can do things together that if you're having to work, and the both parents are working, communicate that with somebody around you, you know, you don't even have to do it online, somebody around you, and, and reach out and ask for help. We have a um, telegram room that Punky and Jason, I think Punky runs it mostly, but Jason also helps run and mod it, and I think it's Bards FM Homeschooling. If you want the link, send me a DM or reach out to Punky or one of the mines and we can get you a link for that. Um, yeah. Hey, Sarah. So you're saying absolutely right about insurance in the med system. Also getting out of medical as much as possible. Yeah, and Sarah is one that homeschools as well. And it's really, it's a wonderful thing. And there's people that will help you learn how to do it. And if anybody wants to, you know, join or, or help start up, you know, something online to help others, then reach out. You know, I am always open to help do whatever to help facilitate it. Uh, I, can, I can't dedicate a lot of time, but I can even offer an hour a week. You know, it's not a lot, but that's something um, that we could do, you know to help also on like with the transgender I had um, something else I was wanting to talk oh the companies 
I wanted to give y'all some quotes from some heads of some really big co uh, corporations. And then I'll give you the list on the ones that are all pro-LGBT alphabet soup stuff. Sorry, it's taking me just a second to get back to it. Yeah, I think Sarah, you know, doing an hour a week on, on you know, natural remedies, the herbs, anything, it, it's, I mean, it's not much of our time and that's, that's tithing, you know, that's giving back using our gifts and talents that we've been given and we're all talented in, in one area. Um, and that's education, you know, it's not what we have this traditional way and it's because that's how we've been programmed, how we grew up to sit there and think, okay, well, this is what school's supposed to be. This is, that's it. But it's not yet. Um, I think John MSM Liars is doing um, different things with his children for homeschooling. Some people are doing, they're teaching their children blacksmithing. They're teaching them, like John, he's doing gardening and taught them how to do hydroponics. You know, that that's education. That's things that, that need to be discussed. Okay, so here is Patricia Rosman. She's the Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer for BASF Corporation. Now, I was kind of shocked by them on this list, but not in a way. Um, they said diversity and inclusion are fundamental to BASF's values. As a major employer, our success depends on a safe and welcoming work environment where people of all backgrounds feel supported to do their best work. We can't attract and develop great talent in one state or community and not have those individuals feel supported in another location due to varying laws and protections. Our business succeeds on the strength of creating inclusive, caring, and connected environments that are free from bias and discrimination and bring out the best in all of us. Um, Stephen, Stephen Kramer um, of Bright Horizons, he had a comment. Here's IBM's. The LGBTQ community faces many challenges across the country. IBM strongly believes recent actions and new proposals by state government targeting the LGBTQ community and particularly trans youth is discriminatory and wrongly, wrongly creates fear and uncertainty for American families. Our company has a long history of supporting diversity and inclusion. We will continue to stand up for all IBMers and to provide gender affirming medical coverage to our employees and their dependents inside, I'm sorry, and their dependents in the U.S. Levi Strauss, which was one that I was kind of upset about, but okay. They say, this is their quotes, 
the fight for LGBTQIA plus equality remains front and center for Levi Strauss and company. We are committed to building inclusive environments for our employees and demand policies that make places where we do business safe for the LGBTQIA plus community. Lush is also on this list. Um, Lush com- uh, Cosmetics. Lush um, is in the malls. Um, they're big with the the bath bombs. And they have, which is really sad, it sucks. They have a an amazing buttercream um, moisturizing bar. And so we're going to have to get on, on the ball on making some of that. I know I can make it. Uh, but it was really good stuff, so that kind of sucks. There's many more on here, but uh, 23andMe says, 23andMe stands by our LGBTQ plus employees, customers, families, and children in promoting fairness and equality and condemns the recent legislative efforts across the U.S. that discriminate against the transgender community. As a company grounded in science and an advocate of providing access to health care for everyone, this legislation is counter to what we stand for. We are proud to stand with over 200 companies in supporting the Human Rights Campaign's business statement on anti-LGBTQ state legislation. So they're, they're against us. They are completely against us. In 2022, there was 26 bills that were enacted into law across 10 states that helped stop this trans movement. I like that you posted that, um, Sarah. She said, fairness to transgender equals favor to pedos. It, that is true. And there was... Um, a drag show at us recently. Hang on just a second. I'm going to read this to you. There was a college drag show. And this is from New York Post on June 9th, 2023. College drag show attended by kids. Performer lifting weights with bare breast. Good night, Ryan. Have a blessed night. Oregon State University allegedly hosted called an illegal, and that was by the Rainbow Continuum. That's what they advertised it as. It was illegal drag show featuring nudity where one of the performers used her bare breasts to lift weights to being in the attendance or being in attendance. On June 2nd at LaSalle's Stewart Center in Corvallis, Oregon, it was organized by the LGBTQ plus Rainbow Continuum and said that queer people across the nation are under legislative attack, but we will not let them stop our partying. We've got, and that's what they posted on Instagram, we've got a great lineup of local queer talent sure to raise the roof just in time for it to get replaced. It's a student-funded group, and they advertised the event as open to all ages while noting it would contain adult themes. So they did say that it would have adult themes. 
However, I mean, one, the parents that brought their children there, what were they thinking? Seriously, what were they thinking? But they're having them out there. This is showing, okay, oh, it's okay to expose our, our breast or the penises or whatever. You know, there's been so many instances lately. And it's sad to say so many that you can't recall. It's almost like when you turned on the news, every day you'd hear a murder, a robbery, uh, a shooting somewhere, and a child either being killed, abused, molested or something along those lines every day on the news well that desensitizes people to things they're desensitizing the children to this and saying oh well it's okay to just show our boobs in public it's okay to show our penis in public that's what we do my mom thinks it's okay my daddy thinks it's okay i went they took me there they love me they're supposed to love me they wouldn't take me somewhere that was bad. Well, hmm. some people don't think that way. And so we've got to advocate for that. And this is not just, you know, at colleges. This is happening in elementary schools. This is happening in times where the, the kids are, it's going into um, elementary, it's going into middle, it's going all over. Many don't even, the parents don't even know. Oh, yes, I just noticed it is eight. Um, I'll see you over there, Sarah. It's, I'll, I'll have to catch Angela on there too tonight with her. Love you, girl. I get on a rant and it's hard to get off of it, especially when it concerns the children. But it is, it's desensitizing and normalizing this. And just like calling pedophiles maps minor attracted person that's a load of bull crap and i'm doing i'm trying to do better on my cussing so it's it's absolutely hideous that they think they could do that and we're allowing it we're not going to sit there and sugarcoat it just like with um see you later song scripture have a blessed night love you sis we can't keep allowing that to happen and allowing it to seem like it's it's an everyday thing. We've got to stand up and fight against it. And so, um, Tam, I don't know if you saw or Punky, if you saw, there is a group and we need more of them and I'll try to get more of them. Uh, I'll find them and post them in knickknacks and I'll post this one too. Um, there's a, a college student at the University of Texas that has started this group called protecttexaskids.org and it's why is that doing that okay there we go it's protect p-r-o-t-e-c-t t-x kids k-i-d-s dot org um she is leading um a big movement she is an advocate against the transgender stuff the crt in the schools um, so we, we need to get more of this kind of stuff going nationwide. We need to have this in Bard's nation. We need to, to really get active on this and, um, 
and, and just prioritize it. You know, they're trying to distract us right now with that submarine stuff. And to be honest, it sounded like Castaway when they were talking about it. Like, I expected someone to start saying Wilson, you know, on there. Bye, Tam. Have a blessed night. Love you, sis. Oh, yeah, we've got um, Bible study coming up. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. I'm sorry to end abruptly, but we are all getting past time. And so I want to be respectful of everyone else's. We'll pick this up on another night, though, I'm certain. And in the meantime, I will be seeing what I can find on the other states that have things like this. Um, but I think it's wonderful. Illinois does need it. All right, guys, if you'll bow your hands, close your eyes as long as you're not driving. We're going to pray out real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you've given us, for waking us up today, um, and just giving us a voice to be able to use and a space to be able to communicate how each of us will use our voices, will raise it up and help these children. Father, there's... There's so much abuse happening right now with our kids that it, it's been on my heart. Father, you've, you've convicted me so strongly that, that I have to act and use my voice um, and help others be able to use theirs. Father, we may be alone, just like Kelly was alone standing out there in Dallas against Dr. Lopez. We may be alone for a little bit, but we're not really alone because you're going to be there with us. You're going to bring the people by that need to see our message. And it's okay if we if we aren't there by ourselves. We're not there for ourselves. We're not there for the fame. We're there for these children, these children that need us to protect them, that the ones that are abusing them, the ones that deserve those millstones, they'll get fine. They'll get their justice by you, Father. But we pray and ask you to use us to intercede for these children to use us and give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the resources to be able to get out there and, and raise our voice, to be loud and proud for being Christians, to, for having Jesus Christ who gave his all for us, to be able to use that courage and that strength and not be afraid. You tell us not to be afraid, God, and we still don't listen. So help us not have that fear. Remind us when we're starting to get afraid that that is not from you. That is evil trying to stop us doing your work. That's evil trying to keep us from being able to stop them and stop it from being able to manipulate not only our children's lives, but the lives of so many others. Father, we are not going to stand for it. We are we are done with this evil. We are done with this travesty that's happening. And we are going to fight for these children. So, Father, give us all that we need to fight for them. For these, for our family and our friends and the people that are going through all the destruction with the storms and the weather and the fires. Father, I pray for relief for them, for blessings of resources, for comfort, for food, for sustenance. That you just... Continue to guide them and give them what they need so that way they're not able to fall and succumb to the, the the evil ways of the deceiver, Father. So please wrap them in your comfort. Those that need rain, 
I pray rain for them to put out fires, to water their gardens. And Father, for all these parents and people that are out there fighting for the children, I thank you so much for them, Father, and that you just continue to use, use these people, use me, use them, for us to be able to go out there for these children, Father, and for the states that that have leaders that aren't leading based off of the knowledge, the wisdom that, that's in the Bible that you've given, but instead choose to worship another God. They choose to worship Baal or Baphomet and sacrifice the children through abortion and through these horrible abuses that are going on. Father, I pray that that if they don't have their hearts hardened, that they repent and they stop doing this to these poor, innocent children. Father, please give us the, the ability to help rescue them or intervene somewhere for them. It's It can't continue and we won't let it continue to go on. Thank you for all that you've given us, all that you've blessed us with. And just this community, Father, I'm so grateful that you've given it to us um, to have, to nurture, and to steward. It's a wonderful thing to have. For those that have any, any prayers that are unanswered or haven't been spoken, Father, I just pray for them that, that they all have the, the courage to ask you and not feel guilty, but come from a heart a place of, of pure intent and pure love and just ask you for what they need and that you hear them, Father. Please hear them. I'm just so so humbled to, to be able to be here, to have this voice that you've given me to try to help others, to guide them and and maybe be a voice of reason out there in a crowd of chaos to help someone, just one person, Father, to bring them to Jesus, to help them find and follow the true sacrificial lamb. And it's in Jesus' name that we all pray. Amen. Well, guys, now that I've ran it over um, two shows in a row today, I'm going to let you guys hop off of here um, and go join whichever shows you may have going on. And I just pray that you all have a wonderful, blessed night. I love you guys. Um, Conley's on right now with Angela. Echoes has Bible Buddies going on. Um, at 9 p.m. is Bards FM. At 10.30, I'm hoping and praying that Duncan and his mom have got power again. He's going to be on. Then Fishers of Man is on at midnight. These are all Eastern times. I'll be back on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for Sister on Scripture, where we will try to pick up with Jeremiah and hopefully get further than just three chapters. Let
show all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. Everybody searching for Someone to live up to. I never found anyone who fulfilled my needs. A lonely place to be. And so I learned to depend.